Hey everyone, this is Thomas Guest, uh, but you can call me TL for short. Thomas Luke is my full first name. Um, and welcome to Brim. Um, Brim is a very new idea, um, but before we get into that, let me tell you just a little bit about me. Um, you know, to start, uh, I am an artist. I love to paint, to sing, um, to read, to write. Um, I'm also a self-proclaimed former athlete. <laughs> I played football at university, also known as soccer for my American colleagues. Um, I am a born and raised New Yorker. So I love my New York Yankees, the New York Knicks. Grew up watching every Knick game with my dad on the couch. Um, but I am also a huge lover of bagels. Shout out to Lenny's on 98th and Broadway and VNT's Pizza um, on 110th and Amsterdam. Um, if I had to pick my favorite food, I would also probably say, you know, beyond bagels and pizza, <laughs> I might have to say artichokes, which is a pretty weird thing to choose. But there you go. Um, and I'm a huge dog person. Um, I love traveling and, um, I love family. So that's a little bit about me, but, um, this is not a project just about me. This is a project that is, um, in its very, very early stages. And if you're listening to this, you're basically listening to the beginning of a new idea. Um, so when we think about BRIM, B-R-Y-M, and no, it doesn't stand for anything. It's, it's not an acronym. Um, you know, at the very crux of what um, we think this can become, um, you know, we are hoping to build a global community of change makers at the intersection of climate innovation and justice. And really, you know, hoping that this group and this network that we bring together um, builds itself into a collaborative body that helps mold and shape BRIM towards social justice, um, climate innovation and action, um, and also starts to bring people together, not just in New York, not just in the U.S., um, but from around the whole world to share experiences. Um, and hopefully together we can start to to collaborate in ways that build global understanding, and we can get into a little bit about that later. Um, you know, I want to start off with a quick story because, and I promise this will not be too long of an intro episode. Um, I hate hearing myself talk for too long, so this will be quick. But um, I had the the privilege and the incredible opportunity to launch this new idea. Um, by going to Glasgow at the end of October and beginning of November for COP26, the UN Conference on Sustainability. And one of the most powerful moments in my life, um, but definitely one of the most powerful moments when it comes to thinking about uh, the impact that I'm learning about in the climate space, um, was the People's Climate March. And for those who didn't hear about this, um, 
it took place right in the middle of the COP26 conference. And it was a time when 100,000 people got together in the middle of Glasgow, which is not a big city. So we pretty much took up the entire, um, the entire center. But um, my dad and I actually had a chance to go and be a part of that energy. You know, we found a great uh, Scottish band <laughs> that had these big drums and an amazing brass section. And we stuck with them for the three or four hours during the march. And um, being around that many people, all focused on a similar mission, a similar goal, was uh, incredibly motivating. And I think, you know, as we hear every day in the news and, um, you know, from climate scientists across the world, um, the data around climate change and um, know, where our climate is heading can be very overwhelming um, and very scary and depressing in a lot of ways. You know, even yesterday, New York Times came out with an article that basically posted pictures of the impact of climate change in 193 countries around the world. Um, and while it was important as I looked through that to be reminded of the drastic measures that people are taking to survive today, um, it was also incredibly uh, depressing to the point where I, you know, I wasn't sure that I wanted to engage with the story. Um, I wasn't sure I wanted to engage with any type of um, you know, reaction to that, I, I wasn't sure how to react or what to do to make things better. So when I think about Brim and what this platform could be and what it could do, um, I definitely realize that I do not have all the answers, but I'm excited to create a dialogue and a, f a baseline of research centered around signs of hope when it comes to this climate situation that we're in um, and highlighting positive examples that we can all learn from. So what that turns into, I'm not exactly sure yet. You know, and that's part of what is exciting about being at this stage of BRIM is that it's, it's an idea, you know, there's a mission, um, but how that actually formulates and comes to life is still something that is relatively unclear. Um, you know, what, what I do know is that I've, I've thought about battering around this idea of a social innovation lab. And what that actually means to me, I believe, is that we, you know, I love the concept of innovation and um, being a social entrepreneur uh, I believe in the power of entrepreneurship, of challenging yourself to think about new ways to innovate and to be creative. Um, but at the stage we're at right now, it's not just enough to think about the next new round of clean energy technology, right? That's all well and good and very interesting to me. But 
we have to have larger conversations, not just about new technology, but around systems change. And that was one of the things that at Glasgow, when you were hanging out in the march or speaking with civil society groups, nonprofits, indigenous peoples, everyone was talking about systems change, right? Social change, cultural, political, economic, right? How, how do we challenge some of these systems in place and not just take for granted that our global capitalist system is the best system to move us forward in a just way for all people? Um, you know, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, a recently, um, you know, uh, he's left our, our world, um, but a sociologist from Wisconsin University named Eric Olin Wright, who spoke about the concept of eroding capitalism. And, um, you know, while this is a, uh, a capitalist society, um, and I don't necessarily see that going anywhere tomorrow. Um, he speaks about ways that communities can be built, coalitions can be built in the cracks, and um, how those movements over time can erode at the base of capitalism. Um, and so as we think about new technology, climate justice, um, I want us to have larger conversations around systems change as well. And I think that will be a part of this social innovation lab concept that, that comes to life, hopefully, over the next few years here. Um, and I think one of the most personal stories for me, and I, um, just so everyone knows sort of the angle that I'm coming at this from, you know, was part of the trip to the UK for this conference um, was also centered around a certain amount of family history research as well. So um, my dad and I had the chance to to look back into our genealogy and find a connection of ours to southern Wales. And what we found was that this little town we're from called Merthyr Titful, um, you'll hear from some, some people from Merthyr over the course of this podcast, um, but we found out that that town where we come from four, five, six generations back, um, you know, our, our family were coal miners. They were in the mines and the entire town was one of the centers of the Industrial Revolution. And so when we went, we had a chance to speak with some people who were also coal miners. Um, and so not only were they former um, coal miners, but they were also thinking about ways to adapt to this new transition um, that our world is going through and thinking about ways to be greener, um, to implement new solutions when it comes to solar energy on um, a football club's roof, which we'll get into more later or thinking about ways to center environmental justice for the community um, at a localized level, right? And I think that was powerful for me because this concept of a just transition became much more personal to me. Um, 
you know, I didn't grow up in the Midwest of the U.S. I grew up in New York City, right? And I don't know as much about how um, people live and are thinking about uh, we're transitioning to this new green economy. Great. But what does that mean for me? And I, I think that that is that's going to have to be one of the big conversations that we have together as well over this this podcast is how, as we're thinking about the transition, how do we make it just for everybody? How do we involve local voices in decision-making processes? How do we make sure we understand which communities are most affected by climate change and why? And then how do we work with those communities to evolve solutions that they already have been using for centuries, for generations? All of these are great questions and um, the answers to them are not necessarily clear to me yet, but I've had the chance already to speak with some incredible people, um, you know, groups from the UK, but also from Southern Asia and Sri Lanka, um, groups in Southern Europe and Greece, um, groups in the Middle East, in Jordan and Syria, uh, groups in Africa from Zimbabwe all the way down to Malawi and South Africa as well. And what I'm finding is that there is a consistent push for innovation and justice. And so that's where I hope we can find um, our conversations leading and, you know, as my grandmother, Frances Helen, always used to say, you know, life is about sharing experiences. And I hope that by uplifting positive examples from across the world, offering avenues for everyone who's listening to engage with those movements, you know, we arrive at a point where we have a little bit more global understanding um, a concept of experiences that are different from our own and maybe a way that we can engage with those experiences to learn more um, and to have a positive impact. Because as my cousin Tori told me <laughs> when I was telling her about this idea, um, a lot of what I'm saying right now are buzzwords. Injustice, innovation, um, community, justice, climate action, but how do we translate that into solutions, justice, um, in a real way? So I'm excited to have everyone along for the ride. Thank you for listening to me um, for this time that we've had together today. And I could not be more excited to to share the conversations that I've already had and to bring you along for the journey as I travel um, across four, maybe five continents in the next upcoming months, um, hoping to share the stories I'm hearing and to um, invite you all in for, for the ride. Take care. Talk again soon.